Hey, hey, hey! Welcome back to another sort of episode of Tech Vines, where we talk about interesting trends, tips, and other things in technology, and drink good wine, and talk about that too. I'm your host for tonight's episode, Colin Gallagher, and as usual, I am joined by my compatriots in wine and tech, Scott Delandy, out on the Hello, East Coast, and, Mel- hi. And, and Melissa Gurney, out on the West Coast. Hello! And I'm covering the Midwest, so we got you covered coast to coast. Um, <laughs> So um, the routine for the show is the person who's hosting, and we rotate the hosting every week, um, decides what the topics are. And so for tonight's episode, I decided to up the wine bar a bit because I have to prove my wine geekiness a little bit. Um, So for tonight's episode, I chose orange wines. Um, And so first, let's go. Well, well, first off, if you don't know what an orange wine is, then... Um, that represents 99.99% of the wine drinking public because it was a um, non-trivial exercise to meet the requirement for tonight's podcast. And I devoted a good portion of my Saturday literally driving between two states to all these different liquor stores to see if I could find the selection for tonight. And I only found one person who even knew remotely what I was talking about. And the question he asked was, well, why are you looking for that? Why is that so specific? And I was like, well, long story, but needless to say, he didn't have it. So I, uh, I had to go online in order to find it. And I, I think, and Melissa and I have a funny story about this, I think I bought the last bottle that was available uh, <laughs> online <laughs> because... Well, anyway, I'm sorry, Colin. You're hosting. Well, you go. I, I, no, no, no. I, I was going to no. ask one of you to explain what it was. Uh, so yeah. The, I was going to talk about the challenge of getting it. I knew. It was well, explain for the audience. You, yeah. you do well, a better job. You explain it, it, it. I gave you. I gave you. I gave you guys two weeks notice. Yes. This, so if you didn't look till last week, Scott, shame on you. But Not I didn't even know last how... week. This weekend, like he warned us two weeks in advance and said it was going to be hard to acquire. Yeah, but like... but time time out. In all fairness, <laughs> no, Colin no already. Time Colin, out. He already he had it in inventory right do, do a, your he, homework do and not only did he have not only did he have one <laughs> bottle in inventory he had two bottles in inventory i didn't know what it was and i had no idea how rare of a of a varietal it was until i actually was like okay i have to find it i figured it's saturday i got you know five days how hard could it be if so, colin let says me explain it's what hard an orange choir. wine is yes. please yes. do explain explain what the orange <laughs> wine is so an orange wine is, so a couple of weeks ago, we were doing rosé, which I also hosted. I explained that you make a traditional rosé by taking a red grape and treating it like a, a white grape. So you don't leave it on the skins or stems. You get the juice out of it. You may leave it overnight. So it gets just a little bit of that color and, and flavor from the skins, but not a lot. And that's how you get a rosé. Well, an orange wine is the reverse of that process, where you take a white grape and you treat it like a red grape. You macerate it and crush it on the stems and with the seeds in and let it soak for three, four days. So it picks up color and flavor from the, the skins and seeds and twigs and other stuff that may have to be left in there. So it, it builds more tannin than you would get in a white wine or some tannin, much more tannin than you get in a white wine, more color. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's, it's a bit unusual. Um, but it is, it's actually the traditional way of one of the traditional ways of making a white wine. Right. Um, so, you know, orange and rosé were sort of the original way to do it until they found they could press them quickly, get the juice out and then just, you know, get something that was much, much cleaner and crisper. And if you're if you're 
if you're going to go look for one of these, it's, it's, uh, you can either look for it as an orange wine or it's also referred to as an amber wine. Yep. So that yes. was one of the other things that I picked up. So mm -hmm. either orange or amber yep. will, uh, will put you into the right uh, varietal yep. category. Yep. So, um, yeah, I was introduced to this probably about six years ago. Um, by a mutual friend of ours and friend of the podcast, Robin Brahm. We were out at a restaurant and, and she said, we have to have this and try it. And I always, every time it's on the menu, I always get it because it's, it's unusual and different. Um, um, the other thing to note is what, what prompted me to, to remember this and that I actually liked them is there was an article in the New York Times last month about orange wine. So Scott, the, maybe the reason you may not you may be any online is because everybody read the New York Times article about, about orange wine and said, let's buy it all out. Basically. That that, that could have been it. So I, I, I got it and I, I took a picture and I snapped it to both of you so you could see what I got. Yep. And um, right after that, I got a, 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 a snap back from uh, Melissa saying, you got the same thing that I got, So which was interesting. Yep. But I got mine on Monday. <laughs> she, uh, she still mine has is it. still not here, so, but oh. I do have an orange wine because I am smart. And when Colin says it's hard to acquire, I, I go to a source that has it and I order multiple bottles of different varieties. And then if one doesn't show up, I'm not sunk. Nice. <laughs> so that's yeah. what I did. So Melissa, what did you get? What did you get? I am going to butcher the hell out of this name. It's a Marge, Marjan Simkick Rebola, but it's 2017 and I kind of love it. It's um, Slovenian wine. Yeah, I was going to say, let me see the label. There you go. Well, yes. Yeah, actually, one of the, I was going to say, um, in Eastern Europe, they still do a lot of orange wine. So, yeah, I think my, my other bottle is Slovidian as well. So th that is so funny because the one guy that I found that actually knew what I was talking about, that's what he said. He said it's uh, from Slovenia. And I said, I guess so. And it made sense because I figured with the, the Eastern European uh, uh, connection, that, that might might have been one of the reasons why that was what was uh, selected, but um, but um, I got something from the uh, the Mary J. Balage um, winery. Um, it sun is a goddess. it's it's Sun Goddess. It's a Pinot Grigio, and it's from Italy. Um, so I, I checked the box on meeting the uh, the requirement. Um, it's pretty good, but you know me, I like Pinot Grigio. Yeah. Um, I I can't really pick up the difference in the taste. I would have to do a regular Pinot and then try this to see if I could pick it up. But it's uh, it's good. It's fruity. It's very fruity. And Melissa, what do you think of yours? I love mine. So this is the second one I've tried because before the podcast, I, I had multiple bottles delivered and I, I opened the first one and I'm like, okay, we're going to try it. And the other one was from Macedonia and I was just kind of kind of very alcohol in, in, in flavor. But this is, is smooth and it's beautiful and... It's got that kind of heavier white wine feel, I would say. Yeah. That's why I like it. Yeah. So I got something from California, in addition to the Slovenia one upstairs. Um, and I, I bought this one um, because as a marketing geek, I love the label. It's an orange label. Yeah. And the, and the name of the wine is Skins because they leave the wine on the skin. So it's, it's a great double entendre. Um, and so it's from, it's, it's from a venue called Field Recordings. And um, also the back, I just read this when I was pouring it today and I didn't have to say, the beauty is only skin deep, but flavor might be. Oh, sorry, beauty isn't only skin deep, but flavor might be. We know that 85% of the flavor you get from wine comes from the outside, 15% of the grape. That's why we select real grapes, blah, blah, blah. That's so, again, you're getting additional flavor that you wouldn't get a normal white wine because they're leaving it on the skin. So taste is skin deep. Yes. Yeah. And 
And I'm excited about that one. I'm going to have to find that one and, and yeah. try it out. Cool. Yeah. I looked, so I did, I, when Colin sent the picture, I did a quick search for it. And uh, every place that at least had it said that it was uh, unavailable. Hmm. So I, uh, I was yeah. unsuccessful in uh, mm-hmm. being able to recreate it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll, just, yeah. I'll, I'll ask the, I'll ask, so I actually bought this at a store um, nearby in lovely Yellow Springs, Ohio. Um, where Dave Chappelle lives. Not that mm-hmm. I was talking Dave Chappelle, but um, I was there, and um, they have a pretty high-end. It's a it's a little funky liberal town in the middle of Ohio, and they have a really great wine store there. So it's, nice. it's my go-to for things. Yeah. Um, for it's my go-to for exotic things. Um, yep. Cool. Um, yeah. So this is this is this is um, actually sort of um, actually what was the grape on this? I forgot to I forgot I should look at it. Um, this is a Chenin Blanc, Riesling, and Pinot Gris. So it's a blend. It's very smooth as a result. Um, and, you know, it's it tastes sort of like a, a slightly more tannin, nutty rosé. It's really nice. Yeah. It's, I, would put the, I, would, I would drink this, you know, again, in warm weather out by the pool because I don't like my Pinot Gris or Scott. Or I, I, I can tolerate it. It's not the one I don't like, but I would prefer preferentially not drink it. So, yeah. So this is a nice sort of, you know, Something with dinner, something with a, a slightly heavier, you know, light meat. But yeah, to your point, to your point, Melissa, it's a, it's like a heavier white wine, which is nice, without without the butteriness that you would get from a, a Chardonnay or something that's been gone through malolactic fermentation. Yep, yep, yep. And this might be my new summer wine to be. Yeah. To be, to be Yay! Awesome! Awesome! So yeah. I always have to know what what's the price point? What, what mine mine was nineteen bucks. So which was, you know, obviously very reasonable. 1899. 1899. Oh, wow, I'm going to have to look mine up. Yeah. I um because I ordered a couple, I do not exactly remember, so I will look real quick. So you got it in bulk. So these are affordable and distinctive. Yeah, no, it's so, good. Yeah. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, so so I know I put you a little stress, Scott, but I wanted to push your boundaries a little bit and <laughs> I wanted to go back to something that I hadn't had in a while and and um as we didn't do Robin, no one did Robin as a friend last week, so I figured we should throw Robin into it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> totally, yeah. yeah. Well, luckily so, I get to I get to pick the one for the next one, so I already have something in mind. But we'll wait awesome. till the end to discuss yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's, still, it's still my show, Scott. Okay. Um, yeah. Sorry. This so one again, was on the, on twenty six ninety nine. By the way, that's not <laughs> yeah. bad at all. That's not bad. That's not all. bad. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Um, so on the tech topic, the challenge I threw out to y'all was let's talk about gaming technology. Um, and the motivation behind that was, you know, we've been going through this stressful new world order, new reality for a while now. And I'm finding that, you know, a lot of the normal ways in which I would relax, even though I'm running my butt off and things are not doing it. And so I'm reaching back to some games because I find, you know, blowing, blowing cartoon characters up or, you know, mindlessly absorbing myself in, in some game is helping me deal with with some of the the new reality so i thought i'd pose that to you like what do you what do people use for gaming technology what games do people play um and what would we recommend all right i'll i'll let melissa go first because she definitely has more gaming experience than than i do okay so um i do a couple of different things and i'd say that COVID's definitely changed this quite a bit in that there are some games that i would have never touched before that i now touch because like work hard 
And then afterwards, like, the rest of the family hasn't been working, hasn't been doing much of anything. There's no summer camp. Like, they've been, they've been playing, they want some interaction, and, um, and one of the ways I kind of go about that is to just hang with them and play whatever they're playing. So a lot of Minecraft, a lot of Roblox, and some Fortnite for that, mostly on, um, xbox but then a little bit on on the computer i'd say all the roblox is on the computer specifically with roblox either um kind of the the murder puzzle games is what i'll call them kind of escape room style where there's somebody with a bat chasing you around while you try to solve puzzles um but also to um more kind of chill games like like beehive simulator and stuff like that where where you're building something and it's it's very it's more of an idle kind of kind of feel to it, um, like like destruction simulator as well. Blowing stuff up always feels good. So, what is Rob? Can you describe Roblox? I'm, I'm sure people know what Fortnite is and, and Minecraft, but I've never heard of Roblox. So, Roblox is like this online gaming platform, and it's available on um, multiple different game systems. But um, I usually play it on the computer, um, and you can kind of make your own games. And, and build your own little gaming worlds. And with that, there's a bunch of games that are offered for free. And and typically you can you can spend money, but it's usually for things like like outfits or cool cool looking weapons that don't really give you much. And and you can play and earn those things as you go anyway, kind of like Fortnite does. But um, with those, they're they're very kind of lo-fi games. So they're like almost stick figure level running around kind wow. of kind of deals right um so so poorly drawn cartoons and and playing through those and pixelated it's 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 got a nice kind of homey feel to it for for those of us who are children in the 80s especially children of the 80s yes sir what about the 60s or the 70s you're you're a child of of many decades. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, seven. I traversed well, seven it, decades. Yeah, but it's I was it's it's what generation do you sort of come of age in and sort of yeah I was yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, I I grew up with the arcade games, so that's kind of what I've always you know considered to be gaming. So I'm I'm not a big gamer. I mean, I'm aware of Fortnite. I'm aware of uh, Roblox. I mean, you know those you know the the virtual reality games. So you know I am aware. I. I cannot honestly tell you that I've spent uh, any time uh, actually playing those. Uh, you know, my uh, my kids spend way too much time um, playing those, and all I do is I basically fund their uh, artillery and costumes and you know whatever it is that they they need. So you know they'll they'll come to me when they need 99 cents so that they can you know get whatever it is that they they need for that. But what the gaming that I would do and still do is more of the traditional kind of old-school arcades. So Colin knows this, and I think Melissa knows this. There's out in San Francisco over by Fisherman's Wharf, um, there's a, an old-school-style arcade where they have, like, all the old classics, you know. It's the best. Pac yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Pac-Man, Centipede, yeah. right, on the, right on the water. And I, The name escapes me. I wish I, I knew it off the top of my head. But anytime I go to San Francisco, I always stay down in the... In the um, Fisherman's Wharf uh, area anyway, so it's always no more than a couple of blocks away, but I will always go down there and I will, you know, spend, you know, a good chunk of time uh, playing Asteroids. That was my jam for the longest time, just because I think it's the uh, the OCD 
in me that you know you've got the big rocks and you make them into little rocks and then you got to destroy the little rocks and things start to speed up and then when things start to get out of control or it looks like you're going to get hit by a rock you hit hyperspace and then you magically pop up someplace else on the screen so that was you know always kind of the uh, the game that that I I was addicted to sadly the <laughs> the thing that the closest thing I would say that I use to consider any kind of gaming and I know this is total geeky stuff, is, is on PowerPoint. If I have time and I'm putting together a few slides, I'm addicted to the, to the morphing transitions. Yes. So if you've ever used PowerPoint, you know that when you go from one slide to another, there's a variety of transitions. So you can do a fade, you can do a wipe, you can do some more exotic vortex types of things but but the latest versions of PowerPoint really not even latest anymore have been available for a year introduced this morphing function so if you have um, images or boxes or any type of design work that carries forward from one slide to the other it's smart enough to pick it up so that it'll look like it's an animation going from one slide to the other where you actually did something to make that transition happen and you know for folks that you know don't build PowerPoint slides when they see that, they're like, oh, my God, how long did it take you to do that? They think, you know, you just, <laughs> no, they think you've just created, like, plutonium from, you know, grass seed or something. They have no idea. They're just, like, so amazed by it. But the, the challenge becomes is once you start to do it and you figure out that, okay, if I have this right here and I take this thing and I move it forward to this slide and I put it over here and I take it over to this slide, it creates this cool effect where it looks like it's basically just one big build. Right, it's a slide, it's a deck of several slides or whatever, but it looks like it's just one big build that just keeps animating. So um, that was addictive for a while, and I probably focused way too much on the animations. And I know I broke one of Colin's uh, rules of uh, you know 30 things you should do as a product marketeer, and one of them is um, don't overuse the uh, the animations in PowerPoint. Um, so I try to limit that as much. So I, I use that much more uh, sparingly. But it is kind of funny because when people see it, they they think, "Oh my God, you're Walt Disney! How did you make that? You know, how did you make that happen?" So. But did you really overuse it, or did you just prove to people that you're more than a template person? I I overused it in the sense that I let it get in the way of what the actual content was on the slide, and I focused more on just the you know the visual impact wow, yeah. of of yeah. the slide so yeah, if that's I, why it's one of my rules it's, it's like you know yeah from the message let the let the animation of the stuff come secondary yeah, yeah 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 so and but but it, it was fun for a while and then i you know i you know i kind of got bored with it um but the first you know few times especially again for people that don't don't know that function exists they're uh they're pretty blown away. So that's my that's I, I, my actually, that's my to, gaming have, example. Pretty no, cool. No, I, huh? I actually have to do that because I played with it when it first came out in PowerPoint, um, but um, and I stopped and I completely forgot about it. So I may have to add it back to some presentations. I got a couple I'm working on, so um, I may have to add it just to. Yeah. yeah, play with it. Play with it. It's super yeah. fun. I I had so much fun with it. It was what two years ago when I was playing with it last, but mm -hmm. we're a keynote shop, so yeah. yeah, that's a whole different nice. game being oh, played. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so my my first thing for games is so I sort of um, well you have an arcade in your basement. I have an arcade. I have a retro arcade in my basement. Yes, uh, which is fine. I play that. I play that regularly. And it's sort of a you know I'll put myself on mute in a con call and <laughs> if it's really boring or people drive me crazy, you know, I'll go play that for a little bit. Uh, play a good game and miss Pac-Man or something and and, and um, 
Uh, and by the way, if you haven't seen it, there's something online that came out about a month ago, or I, I saw it a month ago. So, um, and I may have tweeted. I tweeted it about a month ago. You posted um, it to Instagram. You didn't tweet it. You, I think it was Instagram. Okay. Whatever. No, I'm pretty sure I tweeted because it, it was a geeky thing. Stop. It was about the AI that powered the ghosts in Pac-Man. Oh, okay. that one. Okay, yeah, and yeah. How yeah. the ghosts behave? How the ghosts behave? Yeah. I was, like, I was like, wow, this is actually. I never realized that. Like, you know, the ghosts have different functions and one of them chases you and one of them stays so far away from you one of them tries to get ahead of you one tries to get behind you like yeah and so it's, it's like wow like you know as a kid i never thought of that now yeah so yeah. now that i know that i'm trying to play it <laughs> and beat it it's like oh i know you won't come close to me you're just gonna hover so yeah so um, yeah. Nice. um no so but i have been going a little bit old school um I've, I've got two two things. So one is the games I play myself. The other is the games I play with other people. Um, for the games I play myself, I'm going old school. Um, right as this whole thing started, World of Warcraft reissued um, World of Warcraft Classic, the original one from 15 years ago. And so I started playing that and then got wrapped up in work and a bunch of other things and never went back to it. So I got sucked back into that by some friends of mine and um, have been playing that. Um, and... Um, and just um, and so I've been enjoying that, and it's good. Mind, it's not, it's somewhat mindless, you know. There are challenges and stuff, and it's never freaking ending. Um, and it um, it um, it it has you know. It's just so it's, it's great. It's fun. It's it, it goes on, and so it's interesting. What mindless thing to do at the end of the day or first thing in the morning? Play for forty five minutes an hour to decompress and, and get into it. Um, and then the other thing I've been addicted to is a game called Escape the Room. Oh yes, which I is love an old game. puzzle game. Yes. Yeah, and it's basically sort of like a virtual escape room. And folks know I love escape rooms, and so I've been jonesing because I haven't been able to go to one. I usually go to one about every three months or so, and and um, and so this is sort of a virtual escape room, so it's interesting. So it's keeping those skills honed. So when they open up the escape rooms again, I'm going to be in, in top form. Um, so yeah, those that's that's what I'm doing. And um, and then for hanging out with other people, so I've been playing with my family. We've been playing the Jackbox games online. Oh, fun! Because um, you can get, you know, um, you know, lots of players in them, and you can play on your phone and project it up on, you know, t- we'll, we'll we'll do a Zoom screen, project it up on the Zoom screen where everybody see the questions, everybody answers on their phone, and so it's a good way to bond and keep the family in touch and sort of, you know, we are we're a game playing family. Um, we'll do board games and things, so it's a good way to do that, and so you know, it's it's a fun bonding experience we'll do every couple of weeks. Nice. Have have you tried out Fork? Speaking of games. No, I haven't I even heard of Fork. Fork. Um, oh. It's it's one of those things where where it's like it's it's sort of cards against humanity with a twist. So it'll give you a scenario and then you'll have like a twist card with that. So for example, the scenario is is what would happen if like 5% of of the atmosphere became cocaine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this twisted kind of kind of game in, in that you in that you kind of guess and and project and and play around in that sort of apples to apples uh cards against humanity kind of format but i'll cool. send it to you is there, is, is there an answer to the question or is it just whatever you want it to be it's it's whatever the person in charge of selecting the the answer Whatever yeah. you think they will. You've played Cards Against Humanity, Scott, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, 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 it's the same it's, sort of you know, thing. It's pl- in the, in the eye your... of the judge, yeah. yeah. You have to play the judge as well. Play as the judge, yes. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Um, yeah, and the funny thing is, so I I had expected when I threw this out there because I you know I expected to talk about my Switch because I love my Switch, and I realized yesterday that I haven't touched my Switch in three months. Hmm. And I don't know why. I don't know why that is, and I I love it. It's a great game, and there's something else I picked up in a relative recent that I was enjoying, but um, I'm you know there's only so many hours in the day anyway, and I find I'm working more hours normal than I would normally right now. But yeah, I haven't touched the Switch at all. So it's interesting. There was yeah, a there was a there was a gaming console like uh, I forget what it was that I I'm thinking of what you had posted into Instagram and this is probably like a month or two ago and I forget what it was and I remember looking at it and I was like oh I should look into that and then I it ended up falling on the back burner. Do you remember what it was? It was, I, I don't know. I hate to put you on the spot. Okay, we'll, the, we'll, so the, we'll, we'll edit the, the, this the, out. The, the, no, no, no. The thing I am currently obsessed with that I have posted on Instagram recently is um, pre available for pre-order in just less than a few weeks is the Lego recreation of Super NES with Mario Brothers. Okay, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. If you haven't seen it, you must go see it. Um, two things. One is it's it's a you know it's a I guess a fifth or sixth size recreation of the of the of, of the uh, Super NES console, which by the way we all played. And speaking of children of the eighties, yes. Um, but what they have done is they um, it comes there's a, you know the NES and there's a television, and they have made it such that the screen is a Lego. Um, what's the right term for this, Scott? It's basically um, something you know. In my mind, it's like what would you put on a tank track? It's it's a it's a it's a wraparound band made entirely of a flexible Lego. And so it curves and rotates, so the screen actually plays the game, and Mario jumps up and down depending on what the things are on the screen, as you crank it through, manually crank it through. I got gotcha. you. Friggin' awesome from a mechanical point of view. It's friggin' awesome from, you know, an '80s nostalgia point of view. Um, it's friggin' awesome from just a Lego point of view that it's actually fully fun, you know, quote unquote fully functioning. You know, Mario jumps up and down. So, um, yes, I am. I am very, very excited to to pre-order that. It's not even available for pre-order yet. So as soon as it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, that checks all the boxes for you, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Old school Legos and uh, gaming. Mm-hmm. All three. Yeah. The yep. the perfect trifecta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was excited about yeah. it. That'd be fun. Yeah. And by the way, if anyone's out there listening, I collect old technology, including old game technology, and I do not have a Super NES in my collection. So, wow. Before you throw, before you throw one out, yeah, my mom threw mine out. Um, before you throw yours out, please send it my way. I will put it to good use. Do you have a PSP? Um. I do not have a PSP, no. I might yeah. still. Michael, if, yeah. if so, I'll send it to you. Yep. Because, cool. yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I've decided I'm going to turn this area behind my desk into a technology museum. Um, so when I'm on these Zoom calls, people can see it. So, yeah, that's the next project. That's exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I want someone to go, what's that? And I have to explain what the lease is <laughs> to them. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's why I have yeah. my lightsaber hanging up behind me, so that mm-hmm. somebody can say, "What's that?" And I'll say, "Oh." Yeah. Do you 
Do you turn it on and all during call, Scott? Do you no, because no, no, because then I gotta take the headset off and I go back and it has the sound and it's just so, if it, if it's not like a real serious call, I'll turn it on. But normally I don't. See, I I would like put it on like you know some sort of remote control thing, you know, where yeah. I just you know push a button on my phone and turn it on and off during the call and freak people out. Yeah, what good is IoT if you can't put it to good use on your yeah. con calls? Like, <laughs> My my boss did uh, Star Wars theme Zoom backgrounds this week, and I had to guess um, like all the locations because I've met with him like three times by random this week, and like the last time it was like, it's the dude where the redhead from the first order through the tantrum <laughs> like <laughs> that's the place that is like I don't I don't know what it's called it's the deck Darth, of some... Darth Maul <laughs> no and, no no uh, the redhead the redhead the... from the newer movies not Darth Maul. First order. Oh. She said first order, Scott. Yeah, oh, the, the first, first order. order. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah. right. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. The, Sorry. the deck of Sorry. that all-black ship with the funky window. Like, yeah, that's okay. where I failed. But back to back to gaming. Like, I, Well, well but no, before we go there, because I, I have a question. Scott, okay. who has the – and, and they're related to the lightsabers. Who has the cufflinks? Do I have them? You have the – you definitely have them. I don't have them. I sent. Okay, I gave no. those back to you. I forget okay, no. when was the last time. But you have the uh, the lightsaber um, cufflinks. cufflinks. Yeah. Cufflinks, yes. I I always will like um, I've been thinking about getting them, and then like you know we don't have to like dress up anymore, so it's like I don't really need cufflinks because I don't ever have to put on a you know a dress shirt anymore, so I don't I don't have that need. Plus, I have my um uh my Darth Vader ones that I that I really like the um uh, the cast iron. They're not cast iron. They're whatever. They're the the metallic ones. Because um, they would match my watch, right? Because yeah. I wear a real watch. I don't have one of these devices. It's like got, you know, you got to wind it. So it's uh, but it but it looked good with the watch. But no, you have the um, uh, the cufflinks. Yeah, yeah, I think they're probably in California. I'll go dig them out. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got to don't leave yeah. those behind. Matter of fact, I'll mm-hmm. go get them. Give, let me know where you hide the key, and I'll go recover the um, the cufflinks, and I'll send you a picture of me playing uh, asteroids while I'm out there in San Francisco. In, in fairness, it's easier for me to travel there than it is for you, Scott. <laughs> yeah, but if you go there, I might not get them. So the whole, the whole, no, and I don't, and I, I don't want, I don't want, and I don't want another. I want those because those have, those have history. So I don't want to, um, I don't want to lose those. Yeah. Even though they're not mine, they're Collins, but that's okay. <laughs> So we're going to go back to the gaming. Melissa, you were going to say something before I really interrupted you? Oh, no, no, no. You're good. Um, I was I was going to say, for me personally, like, if, if I'm playing a game without without the kids, it's probably going to be something like Battle Cats or a tower defense game or some, like, nerdy word game. So, so I do a lot of, like, word puzzle games and then tower defense just to kind of pass the time. I have this weird, like, addiction to something called Township, which is, like, building a little farm town to... I know uh, what that is. Yes. yes. <laughs> Rick, Rick plays Township. Rick is also addicted to Township. But... Oh, good. I'm not alone. Like, I'm yes. kind of embarrassed to admit that I yes. play Township. But, <laughs> but yeah, by myself, those are my games. Um, yeah. So, the, the other one, the other one game that I was going to mention is um, I love me some board games. And a friend of mine introduced me, an acquaintance of mine introduced me to this game called Red Dragon Inn. Ooh. And the premise of the Red Dragon Inn was um, that you are basically a, a Dungeons and Dragons adventuring party, chilling out at the local inn 
after your late after your adventure. Nice. Okay. And so you're sitting around drinking, gambling, and harassing each other. And so the the, the goal of the game is to um, stay sober and not pass out from the alcohol, not lose all your money in gambling, and not get knocked out from physical violence. <laughs> so, um, and it's it's a card game. So you have a set. Of, you you build a you know you build a deck and you have a different. But each character, you know, if you're the wizard, you are more into you know illusions and other things. If you're the the ogre, you'll, you're you're more focused on physical damage. So part of the game is about knowing which. Um, you know, how to play the play the strengths of your character and, and then also the weaknesses of the other so um and so it's very interesting it's fun and we change up the cards and what's nice is it's it's a four pack of of characters and they have like five different expansions with four more packs yep and so it's um it's really kind of cool and fun and it's a great family game because you can play because you can just you know except you know you have to teach your kids about you know what alcohol means <laughs> yeah drinking don't let your alcohol level get too high you'll pass out yeah <laughs> drinking yeah. alcohol right. losing all their yeah. money and getting punched yeah. out yeah it sounds like yeah. a perfect Actually, family game that's <laughs> that seems like a good simulation for the real world like yes, typically yeah. people live that through college right where where they go and it's like it's my first you know high school or college depending on the on the person but but it's your first time being exposed to alcohol i think it's better to do it in sort of a virtual setting right the the game that we like to play and it's not a video game but it's a it's an outdoor game is bocce. You ever play bocce? Yes. I okay, yeah. so you guys are, it's surprising how many people have never heard of the game and when you you say oh have you ever played bocce they have no idea what you're talking about and then you explain it and it's like well it's kind of like it's a combination between bowling and horseshoes. Is kind of the best way to describe it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, no, we, that, that's a, that's a, always a good game. So we, we play that if we're up at the beach where it's flat and, you know, it's a low tide. That's a, that's a fun game to play out there. Um, so everybody definitely gets into that. Um, I will, I will tell you this, my, my mom who is 78, 78, um, is the either two or three year, bocce champion for the Merrimack, oh. Merrimack Valley. So north of Boston, they have a, um, a bocce league. And her and uh, three of her friends have won the, uh, the tournament. It's either two or three years um, in a row. Their team name, by the way, is the Golden Girls. So Very cute. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Shout out to mom on the podcast. Check yeah. the box. There we go. Thanks, mom. Yeah. Yeah. So, favorite game of all time? Go. Uh, favorite game? It would be Monopoly. That would be. Ooh. Why ooh? <laughs> that game Monopoly. is like the foundation for violence and arguments. <laughs> it, and well, that so so favorite game of all time that we can never play anymore, right? Because yeah, you're exactly. right. Because the problem with Monopoly, it's like fun when you start, but then after you've played it for a number of years. The house rules become very complicated, especially when you're playing with younger people, because you know they get very emotional about the properties. Oh, I never get you know Baltic Ave. How come you always let Baltic Ave is supposed to be mine? And then, you know, it's just all the things around <laughs> free parking and the money and additional penalties and what happens when somebody runs out of money and interest and things getting passed around. And then there's like so many rules that. It's just no longer fun. And then, obviously, as soon as someone starts to lose, that's usually when the board gets kicked over and someone gets sent to their room. So 
not a game we play <laughs> all that often. There has to be, you know, uh, you know, usually if there's like a, you know, a death of a family pet in order to like just get everybody's mind off of that, we'll go ahead and we'll drag out the Monopoly board in order to distract. But un- under normal circumstances, no, that game sits kind of locked and secured away and, and never comes out unless unless there's a real big need to get everybody's mind focused on how much, you know, we, we're, how much how dysfunctional we are and how poor we can behave when the doors are shut and no one's looking in. So I think I, oh, I think I, I think I overshared a lot of things on yes, that right bit, there, yes. by the way, half it's, a bottle of wine fine. in. Yeah. Okay. In vino veritas. Yes. <laughs> so that's risk at our house, by the way, that it's not my favorite game, but that's risk at our house. <laughs> what about you, Colin? Favorite game. My favorite game is a game called Carcassonne. Mm. Yes. Um, it's a, and if folks don't know it, it's a tile game where you have to pick tiles from a pile and place them. And so they sort of, you know, they have a, they can have a field piece, a city piece, a road piece, and you sort of have to match them together. And then you get, you score points by claiming one of those elements. And so it's, it's, it's deceptively simple, but um, can be fun. Um, and they have a bunch of like expansions and mini expansions that add different levels to it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that yeah. game a lot. That's, that's a fun one. Yeah. And I was, I'm well, I was so disappointed. The, the one downside to me taking my new job was that um, the, my old company was doing a bike tour um, through Europe again. The mm-hmm. one I crashed and burned on the year previously, Ooh. and it and it was it was starting in Carcassonne, France. <gasps> no way. Yes, and I was that like, I was so like, cool. oh, it's Kismet, it's Kismet. I I love I've loved the game forever, so I have to go there. So, um, the da- the the downside of it, it was it was Carcassonne to Barcelona through the Pyrenees, but mm. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, but um, I um, so but it was it was a it was so I need to go. I've never been to Carcassonne, so it's it's on my place to go in Carcassonne if you don't know it is this beautiful you know medieval city in in um in southern France you know at the foot of the Pyrenees so apparently beautiful and giant walls and everything else that's gonna be amazing when you when you do get to go wow I I I think I'm familiar with it only from watching below deck Mediterranean which I know Colin and I that's one of our Mm -hmm. that's one of our favorite shows do you watch that Melissa not at all. You don't watch enough Bravo then. I I don't. Yeah, I don't do uh, cable anymore. So. Oh, okay. Well, I don't do cable anymore. I just stream it. You know, it's awesome. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I yeah. I had just never heard of the show either. But yeah. Uh, so so I I am I, um, I I I'm not a huge reality TV show fan, but I I will watch something where there's skill involved, like Top Chef, and you know that's interesting. I learn stuff from it. Yeah. Um, but. There are a couple of Bravo shows that I like to watch because it's just about pretty and rich people doing stupid things. So I get a okay. whole shot in front of shot yeah. in front of you know buzz out of it. Yes, I can support <laughs> uh, this. Vanderpump Rules is the key one. Um, you know, people who move to LA to become big stars and end up waiting tables into their thirties and forties um, and still spend all day and night partying um, and then complaining about their lives. Um, interesting um but below deck is interesting because it's about it's it's a it's a, it's what it's it's two sides it's the cast of you know super yachts um or uh, you know they do a u.s and a mediterranean version um and then 
about the people who come and visit them. So people who actually charter these yachts, knowing full well they're going to be on reality television wow. and how poor, poorly behaved they are. Right. Wow. Yes. Okay. And so, yeah. And so it's just, it's sort of hate watching. It's sort of like, you know, it's like, yeah. Fair. They travel. They travel to. They travel to. Like you know, they travel the Mediterranean, and they're asking for Mexican food. (laughs) Oh God, those people. No. It's like like, no. Yeah, but this season hasn't been as much drama, Scott, so far. Uh, The older ones, uh, even with Vanderpump Rules, I think the older original episodes were a lot better than the ones are now because the ones now they they all consider themselves to be tv stars well the, yeah whereas, they have money right. they have money now from the reality show right they bought houses and stuff and they've settled down so right they, right right they've it, toned down some of their parting ways not a lot because they still know that's that's their brand right but yeah but um but no the below deck one is just like and by the way melissa you would love this season of below deck um it's a female captain okay a female uh chief of the deck which okay. Is, you know, that's the physical line, you know, moving work, and you know, a female interior Stu. person, but you know, which Stu, female, she's Stu. Stu so yeah. That's usually a female role, but so it's an all-female leadership crew, and so um, it's interesting. Like one of the deckhands keeps calling them sweetheart. Not anymore. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did and they do to him? He got slapped so hard. Like, oh, good. <laughs> yeah, that all meaning Yeah, and he's a complete douchebag. Um, Oof. Yeah. Um, Apparently, he's also said some not nice things about people of, of not white ethnicity online as well recently. But <sighs> yeah, he's yeah. about to get it. It's like it's like you're fucking you're working for a woman who's working for a woman, and you're gonna sit here and call and refer to them as sweetheart. And he didn't realize what he was doing. Yeah. I was like, you yeah. Dumbass. Yeah. That's that's what I was trying to explain to my team earlier. It's like sometimes you go places and people bring their culture. And their culture mm-hmm. is not always a positive thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just what it is. Like, and and I don't mean culture in terms of like geographic location so much as I mean this individual's kind of kind of world perspective and and group kind of culture, bro culture. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. that's yeah. that was a conversation I had today, which was interesting. Oh, yeah. So I I, um, I put my foot in my mouth yesterday. Uh, I was talking to my boss, who's um, a, a extremely competent woman, not, you know, person who happens to be a woman. Um, and I was saying, yeah, we're going to go balls to the wall on this. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, as soon as it came to my mouth, I was like, ah, full force, full spot throttle. Yeah, so I was like, it's like, no, no, it's okay. And I was it's, like, no, 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 it's, no, it's not okay. It's not okay. But that's what, what that, that's, yeah. a, that's a, that's an air, that's a, um, an aircraft reference, right? That means when you go in full throttle, the um, the accelerator, whatever it would be called, right, is a basically a ball, and they would push the ball all the way forward to the wall, and that would give you massive uh, the maximum acceleration. So that's where that term comes from. So it's yeah, but how, how many people realize that's where that term? Comes you know from? what? There 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 are there are fewer people that know that that's the meaning than know that there's such a thing as orange wine or amber wine. That exists in the world. So yes, you're right. It is a yeah. it is an obscure reference. So I'll give you that. So, so thank you. I'm, I'm actually gonna have to look that up online, um, and I'm gonna have to send it to her so I can like completely, you know. <laughs> yeah. Tell her. Tell her. Tell her that when you when you jumped out of an airplane last time, yeah. someone said we're going balls to the wall. And you knew exactly what that meant. That meant maximum acceleration because you were, you know, climbing, you know, past the ten thousand foot mark. So you get your twelve seconds of free fall in. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. You'll come up with something better, I'm sure. You're good at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was fine. 
you're good at that. Yeah. All right, so we're we're. Oh, no, so last wrap up in the wine. So okay. you know, so I know Melissa's already had. This is her favorite new 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 summer summer wine. Yes. Scott, what do you, what do you think of, of yours? I'll I'll drink anything. So it's a Pinot, and if it if <laughs> <laughs> so. You're I'm, the Mikey of the show now. <laughs> you know, I'll you know I to me I, I you know. Whatever whatever comes my way, I will um, I will uh, definitely try. So, um, yeah, I would drink it if I could find it again. I would get it again, just because now I have a great story about it. I'll be like, oh, you know, I my friends and we did this thing and it was so hard. And you know, I got ten minutes worth of content on on the bottle of wine right now. So I would definitely uh, go to that again. So thank you, Colin. Thank you. For you don't that. think that was, that was part of the, the decision making process? Well, I I I think it was. I knew, be... I knew you'd fetch Scott, right? So you know, you know. So what I was thinking was, I was like, God damn, Colin, that son of a. And I'm like, he has <laughs> he, he has a bottle of it already in his house, so that's why he picked it. I've been to four places already, and I only found one human being that even knew what I was talking about. And then I was like, I should have just called first, and it didn't even dawn on me because I didn't think it would be that that hard. But it was okay because you know I got to, I went. I actually, I ended up going to um, one of my my second stop. There's a um, winery up in uh, New Hampshire, and I figured, oh, you know, I'll go up there. I'll see if they know what I'm talking about. See if by any chance they they have that or no have any recommendations on it because they're a winery, and um, it was you know like. It was, it was the, a hot day. It was like 100 degrees out. And, you know, we went in and it was like, well, you know, look up at this. And like, no, we, we don't even know what you're talking about. It's like, all right, well, we're going to, we'd like to stay, you know, have a have a couple of glasses of wine if you're doing any tastings. And they're like, well, we're kind of full inside. You can sit outside in the parking lot. And it was like 100 degrees middle of the day. I was like, no, I don't think we're doing that. So, um, so that didn't happen. But, um, but anyway, I, it was a fun little project, and it filled the Saturday, and I learned a lot about uh, orange wines and, and the fermentation process with the skins and why it takes on this kind of orangey, amberish type of color. So I'm a, I'm a better person for it now. Not quite a sommelier, but, you know, um, I, I have some, some additional wine knowledge, which is good. So, by the way, I did um, I did realize this morning that my friend, the sommelier, actually listens to this podcast. So I have to ask her what she thought of six of it. <laughs> so you, you have a ringer on the inside. That's the other thing, right? I'm going. Oh no, 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 oh no. So I, I, at some point, we're we're at the top of the hour. But next podcast, I'll tell you about the time we did a wine. So we we do a a um a weekend away in Vermont together, which you guys know about. And so she decided to do a wine tasting there. It's our little own little Burning Man thing, and. And she decided to do a wine tasting in front of me, and I was like the annoying kid in glass who kept chiming in, <laughs> you know, pissing her off. Like, oh no, yes, oh, that's like this, and she's like, "You're distracting me." Yeah, I could totally see that happening. That's right up your alley. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure I did that in glass, and because like, you know, pretty much in science class. <laughs> well, you got mad wine skills, so there's no doubt about no, that. I have, I have average wine skills, yeah. Well, be- better than certainly myself. I know that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So we got the next podcast. So this is episode 13, which is incredible because yes. I think if when we first talked about this, if you said, you know, it's not the fact that you had 13 episodes, but it's 13 episodes in like 14, 15 weeks. I mean, we're we're, we're cranking these out because I, I, I know for me, we talk about this. I don't know if we talk about it online, but certainly offline, you know, this is always a fun part of the week, you know, getting into Thursday, end of the week. And, you know, we know we're going to record this. So it's always a 
you know, a, a happy part of the, the end of the, the week process. So I, I, I definitely look forward to this. But I think I'm on uh, deck for uh, the next podcast mm-hmm. um, for, the, uh, for the wine selection and for the, uh, the topic. And I, I put some thought into this. And, and here's what I'm going to do. So one of the things I did when I um, got, you know, went through online getting this wine is um, I joined the, uh, the wine.com club. So now I get free shipping. So okay. what I'm going to do is the, the, so what I thought about is we always drink different things and we always talk about, you know, the, your bottle of wine and your bottle of wine and they're always different. And I thought what would be fun is that if we had the same bottle of wine, it'd be more virtually like we were not just together, but we're actually drinking the same thing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick a bottle and I'm going to send it out to, uh, to everybody. And that's good and bad. It's good because you don't have to do anything. It's bad because, you know, somebody over 21 has to be home at the time that that gets shipped. So as Who long as... Who isn't home? <laughs> well, you know, Colin could be yeah. riding his bike. You could be doing your run. You know, who knows? I could be, hmm. you know, anywhere, although I'm not worried about me. I'm not going anywhere. But, but anyway, so point being is that I'm going to pick something. I can't remember if we did like a Pinot Noir or not. Do we... Did, did we do we not do officially, that? not as a great we have we, we have not done a Pinot Noir, yes, yep. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna I'm gonna pick out a Pinot Noir and I'm gonna get the same thing for the three of us and then um, mm-hmm. we can. That, that's a great can... mix though. I like that. That change it up, Scott. Yeah, yeah. The line. yeah. I I I I am nothing if not an agent of change. Okay, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my. I am an agent of change. So that's what I'm going to do. So I'm, I'm going to take responsibility, ownership. The OCD and me will make sure that we, uh, we have our, our wine properly selected. And there'll be no friction and nothing you have to do other than just sign for the bottle when okay. it comes uh, in. Are you shaming me for making you uh, look for a bottle of wine? It was Don't actually let him kind of, shame you. Don't let was, him shame you. It was fun. It was a good day. It was a good day. So, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not complaining about that at all. But um, I, I just I, I underestimated um, how much, you know, w- what would be involved in actually finding it because I thought it was just like, you know, a, I thought it was just like a different blend, right? And I didn't realize that it was something that was very, you know, unique and, and kind of specific to the uh, to the process of how the wine is made. But anyway, so did, that's that. Did you listen to the last podcast? I did, but like it was so. He explained high. all this. I, I don't know. It's like, you know, cold brew cores light. You know, all right, okay, oh, so it's Jesus. cold brewed. All right, so, all right. It's just like, anyway. Um, so I'm, but anyway, the, going forward for the next one, I'm taking care of the wine. So you guys can just come, just sit down, enjoy. Um, you may have to prime yourself before the uh, the podcast because I don't want you coming into this cold. But we'll do that. And then and then the topic, and I, I think we kind of did something similar to this. But I don't think we quite did something like this. But what I want to so one of the things I'm excited about for the end of the week is the the season two of uh, Umbrella Academy is uh, is coming out. Right? <gasps> is it really? Oh, yeah, okay. C- comes out tomorrow. Oh, we're locked and loaded. I uh, my the refrigerator's full. I got snacks. We're all set to go. We're not gonna you know the the thing that we've already discussed is we can't watch all the episodes. You know we're not gonna binge watch them. We're gonna do one, maybe two, if we have to per day, but we want to stretch it out as as much as possible because we really did enjoy the uh, the first season. So that's not the the technology topic, but what I thought would be great is to talk about um, um, movies, right? Talk about a movie um, that features some sort of technology hook. 
And and I, I know we did some like Star Warsy, Star Trekky types of things, but I don't know if this is. But what I was thinking is we'll, we'll talk about two movies that we like that are related to technology. One of them has to be kind of an older classic. I'll say 80s, maybe early 90s sort of a reference. You know, what was something that when you were I'm, growing I'm up... I'm assuming it's like 90s or before, not just like 80s <laughs> yeah, or 90s. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, 90s so, so yeah. when you were old Can enough we please to go... include PG, the real w- classics? W- like... you... Yes, yes. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I already decided what I'm picking in all right, several all right. decades so before we, that. The, so again, you know, whatever you whatever you define it to be, do in in an older uh, movie... And then do something that is somewhat recent, right? So two movies. You know, what was a tech a movie that you watched that revolved around technology? Something you know when you were younger, and then something that is somewhat newer, but don't not not an obvious one like no Star Wars stuff. No, no yeah. yeah, yeah, something that's kind of off the beaten path, but had a had a a technology hook, and it could be something on Netflix well, or Amazon or. No, but let, let's 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 can can I modify your thing a little bit, Scott? Absolutely, absolutely not. These are my rules. I am not enough. <laughs> make a personal technology hook, right? Something that resonated with you, right? Oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yes. Yeah. So exactly. So yes. Yeah. Something that meant something when you saw it at the time, and 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 talk about the reason why, right? Yeah. So that's it. All right. So that's it. So wine. I got that. So mm-hmm. I've got that. I'm I'm responsible. Uh, for the uh, for the next selection, so I'll pick something in the next couple of days. I won't tell you what it is. I mean, it's going to be a Pinot Noir, so it's not like it's going to be anything, you know, off the wall or anything like that. But it'll be a Pinot Noir. But I think it'll be fun if we have the same wine, because then, you know, we haven't we haven't had a, gl- a glass of wine together in a yeah. in, in no, really we, we, a long time. So I think at least be nice two years. That. It's been yeah, terrible. Oh, Jesus, oh my God, that's an awful yeah. Idea. Yeah, no, and it, it'll be actually nice to do sort of a tasting and compare, and you know, what we, a little reaction. Yeah, we can spend a little bit of yeah. Okay. Well, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll do. You know what, Scott? I'll do. I'll do. I'll, I'll tell the story about the full tasting and me interjecting. Um, but um, you know, I'm, I'm going to interject as you're telling the story, though. Just to... but I learned. I learned tremendous things. I learned things about how you taste wine and what you and what you should look for. So I'll share those with people. Excellent. I like that. So okay. so yeah. the so the next episode, Colin is going to tell us how to properly not just drink yeah. but to appreciate the wine that we're drinking. I like yes. that. Yep. Speaking of appreciating wine and gasoline, Colin, oh, have God. you tried the wine yet? No, I can't. I'll, I can't bring oh my gosh, you're killing me! Oh my God, I, I will do it. I will do it. I will do it. I will do it. Um, I just can't bring myself. I, I need like, I need like, I need like, I need to take it someplace where I can pour a glass and see. Yeah, so yeah. Oh. yeah it, it's still sitting upstairs on the counter. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it has to you know it has to be really cold, really really cold. You might even want to add some ice. <laughs> oh my goodness! No, I'm only kidding. It wasn't bad. I don't know. I didn't think it was terrible. I don't know. I'm just but... picking on you, but I wanted to make sure that we followed up with with Colin because it's important, right? right? It, like, you're right. We have very... to check in with him and and get the final vote on whether this is good or not so good. Yeah. Okay. yeah I, I, between, I need to break it down. I will okay. definitely I will definitely do that. Yeah, but I, I get a sense that the well has already been poisoned. I kinda know which direction he's gonna go no, on this one. No. Oh, okay. Whatever. You All loved right. it. You I, loved it. I did, but then I was <laughs> I, I think I was I probably had a bottle of wine before that bottle of wine, so that might have been it. I don't know. 
No, I don't think so. I don't remember. I don't remember the circumstances. I thought it was it's, pretty good. It's fine. It's fine. It was different. Everybody I, has their, I, their palettes and their opinions. Like, it's okay if we don't all, right. all agree. It's, it's okay. 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 Breathe. I, I'm okay. All right. Cool. Well, we are out of time. We have our topics for next week. As usual, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to us. Um, I know we have some... You know, pretty regular fans because I actually get fan email all the time. Uh, actually, people have asked me, people have messaged me throughout the week, asked me if I've had that wine yet. So if people are waiting, oh my goodness. For, not, not just you all, <laughs> but our viewers are waiting for me to drink it. So I'm letting everybody down as usual. Oh, um, no, yeah. not at all. Yes, not at yes, all. Yes, you're, yes. you're, you're sustaining the suspense. <laughs> I'm, I'm prolonging it. Like it's all spin, yeah. baby. Yeah. All right. So, so here, your 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 homework for the next for the next podcast is you have to try the bottle. I, know, I will. I will. Yeah. You have and to try. Not, the... I will drink it on the podcast. Okay. I promise that. You know, because I'm, I'm, we're going to drink the same thing together. You have to drink it before the podcast if you don't okay. have it. Then all right, okay. that'll be good. We'll get a real raw review of it at that point in time. Yeah. This sucks. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you very much. Uh, as usual, totally appreciate it. Hope you learned something about wine. Hope you enjoyed the tech talk, a little nostalgia, some, something to go Google and, and figure out what game you want to play. Um, and so I'm Colin Gallagher, and I'm signing off. And Scott? Thanks. For, thanks. This is fun. Always fun. Peace out, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Night out.